Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. What's good? Welcome to the best 60 minutes of your day. Mike Vick coming up in 20 minutes live from the American Flag Football League's inaugural game. And later, the latest on Kirk Cousins with about 20 days till the deadline for a long-term deal. But first, Boston's plan to bring in not one, but two 20-point scorers this summer. Now, this is what you call a sign and trade. According to Woj, Danny Ainge's plan is to pry Paul George from the Pacers after signing Gordon Hayward. For salary cap purposes, they have to get a commitment from Hayward first. Two potential hangups, whether the Pacers will be willing to wait until later in July and whether the Jazz and the Heat can be aimed to Hayward. However, if they can't land Hayward, the Celtics have Blake Griffin identified as their fallback free agent. Is this a pipe dream or could Danny Ainge really pull nice this off? fallback plan, right? Yeah, exactly. When Blake Griffin's is second choice, and we'll talk about him and Chris Paul and the Clippers in a, in a second. Um, I'm not getting my hopes up because this is Danny Ainge that we're talking about. And it just seems like with every deal involving Boston, uh, you get to a point where it's chatter, 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 chatter. And then all of a sudden, oh, talks break down and the Celtics have the exact same squad that they've had. Oh, but they have cap space and draft picks. Or in this case, draft picks. Spoken like somebody that can't admit when she's wrong. What do you mean? You just don't want want to own it. What? Just take back everything you have been saying. Take back before there's an actual deal. Maybe he he knew what he was doing the whole time because at the deadline. I see it when I believe it, Mike. I see it when I believe it. You should have pulled the trigger. What are you waiting on? This is what he's waiting on. You're looking at your next super team right here because all the pieces so fit together. So you just already know this is going to happen. All the pieces fit together so <laughs> long as Boston. This The one thing I don't buy is Boston's belief that Gordon Hayward is enough to keep Paul George from L.A. after next season. Really? But even if you're Boston, okay. even if you're Boston, you still pull the trigger on this deal, especially if you're making this trade for Paul George after signing Gordon Hayward, which I know a lot of things have to fall into place. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me that Boston can get Paul George without parting with the Brooklyn pick or Jalen Brown, that's a steal, and yet it still might be the best that the Pacers can do because the Pacers aren't going to get, with as little leverage as they have, they're not going to get both young players and picks. Boston has the best package, so the Pacers are satisfied. If Paul George really wants to pay, play with Gordon Hayward, even if before a year, he's satisfied. And if you're the, the, the Celtics, you absolutely do this deal, even if it's just for a rental, because you know what? Nah, I'm not going to go that far. Cavs in seven. <laughs> You're not getting genuinely wait, with that, swept with that, okay, with that okay. roster. Okay. Kansas, I don't know. I'm, wait, I'm like, Mike. I don't know if I want to. Gordon say. Hayward, Paul George, Isaiah Thomas. But LeBron. Al Horford. But I'm trying not to be a prisoner in the moment. The, the deal hasn't even done yet, and I can't, I can't put him past LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, even as presently constituted. That's a really good upgrade for the Celtics. But I want to pump the brakes on saying that they're the Eastern Conference favorite. Point being, get ready to script your apology for Danny Ainge. Um, because, because all of y'all that gladly, were like, he's, he's, he's too slow, he's scared to get rid of the assets, you were apologize, wrong. apologize, but I need to see this deal done. Again, we've been, maybe we haven't, I guess it just depends on how you want to judge how close you feel like this is to coming to fruition, okay? 
It looks really good on paper. It looks good on paper, and yeah. it's good to fantasize about. And yeah. it seems like the, the Heat are going to have something to say about Hayward. They are. Utah's going to have something to say and about it, Hayward. And it seems like uh, the pieces fit firmly into place. But it's just, again, maybe I'm too scarred by what I've seen from Boston the last two seasons as they've tried to materialize all these assets or as they have materialized all these assets, is that they get to a certain point, and for whatever reason, yeah. it doesn't go down. Now, I will say this, though. Taking a chance on Paul George, should they get uh, Gordon Hayward, first, yeah. is a very worthy risk. Because, look, as much as he may love L.A., you and, and look, and I, I'm also not saying uh, subsequently that the Lakers need to jump and try to get in on, on Paul George. Just Lay in the cut. Just stay there. And if yeah. you miss him, you miss him. Trust me, uh, sometimes the best, you know, the best opportunities are the doors that aren't open, okay? So stay where you are. But if you're Boston, you totally take that chance be- because, look, a-, a team with Horford, uh, Gordon Hayward, Isaiah Thomas. Or Blake Griffin. Or, or Blake Griffin, George, either or. Isaiah Thomas. They're going to challenge the Cavs for the East. Mm-hmm. Uh, be a legitimate threat to beat them, if not have the lineup that will beat them. So if you're Paul George, you experience that winning, you're just going to walk away. And still keep. Tatum and Brown. And if you're a Celtics fan, if this deal doesn't come to fruition, the flexibility to maybe be able to pull this off, the possibility of this pulling this off makes passing on Jimmy Butler worth it, in my opinion. Assuming they could have gotten it. Shocker. Celtics aren't the only team pursuing Paul George. Lakers are waiting till next summer, as we just talked about. GMless Cavs are still trying. Rockets always around. Mark Stein caught up, uh, or Mark Spears, excuse me, caught up with John Wall at the NBA Awards last night. And Wall says he's been trying to talk his 2010 draft classmate to push for a trade to D.C. said, I'm trying to see if I can make something happen. A source told the undefeated that the Wizards have had trade conversations with the Pacers who are being patient, so no deal with the Wizards is close at the moment. Some would say not at all, given that the Wizards don't have a whole lot to offer. So is this wishful thinking on the part of John Wall that Paul George could become a Wizard? Is he wasting his time? He's not wasting his time because he's playing on the relationship. And by the way, this is just so interesting to see that this is how business is now conducted in the NBA. The players are doing a lot of this recruiting. You're hearing about friendships and, and relationships and, and alliances and, and this sort of thing. It just is interesting and fascinating uh, where we are with this right now. But if you line up all the teams and the opportunities, and, and L.A. is still a significant factor. That seems to be the heart pick, if you will, for Paul George. He, from there, has wanted to be a Laker, um, just given all the reports. But with what Boston is offering, are we sure Cleveland is, de- Cleveland is dead in the water? I know we talked about that deal doesn't look like it'll come through, but, hey, you never know. Given the other contenders that are now in the mix, if your Paul George is Washington, it's a long shot. it seems that way. And what would they have to give up? What, well, Oubre? That, that, that's the part that I'm... Signing without Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, picks yep. in 18, 20, 22, what have you. They, they would have the least attractive package as it relates to assets, which is why this probably isn't worth spending a whole lot of time on. However, it's worth John Wall's time. Look, oh, he should what, recruit him. What are the kids saying out there? Shoot the shot. Because let's say Paul George says, you know what? John Wall's my man. D.C.'s a nice city. Kyrie's his man, too. Bradley Beal. Yeah, that's true. They're all friends. Bradley Beal, John Wall, you know, Marcin Gortat, Morris. Like, hey, instead of joining with LeBron or instead of joining with the number one seed, let me get the team that's kind of more on the come up. Maybe, maybe Paul George sits back. I'm the reason they get he, over this hump. Yeah, while he's yeah. in Costa Rica, Costa Rica, I believe that's where his Instagram last post was. He's in Costa Rica chilling. Maybe he says, you know what? I'm not trying. Uh, you know, the Lakers thing, you know, we'll see about that. I'll cross that bridge and i get to it. But in the short term, let me go on the team to knock off LeBron as opposed to joining up with LeBron. And so while he can't dictate the terms of the trade, meanwhile – 
while John Wall is in his ear, what if Danny Ainge or somebody else has cold feet about renting him and won't give a better package? So maybe this bad package that we look at from the Wizards, it may end up being the best thing for the Pacers, depending on how other things play out, given that they want to get this done sooner rather than later. So it can't hurt to ask. If the, this- worst, the worst that could happen is Paul George says, nah, man, can't make it happen, or somebody else outbids the Wizards. But if you're John Wall, you can't just sit on your hands and watch everybody else try to get better while you come back with the same squad that you know needs help. ABC, always be closing. Um, a Woj grenade, <laughs> not a bomb, but a grenade. According to the vertical, Chris Paul and his agents met with the Clippers today to discuss the future and their schedule to talk again soon. Now, Paul opted out of his contract to become a free agent. The Clippers can offer him $50 million more than anyone else, but there have been reports that Paul's interest in the Spurs and Rockets is very real. Uh, this meeting seems to be a positive step, Mike. How concerned, though, should the Clippers be about losing Chris Paul? You know how you talked about teases with the Celtics earlier? I think we're wasting a whole lot of time. You said you, you would wake, up, wake you up when the Celtics actually make a blockbuster trade. Wake me up when both Chris Paul and, for that matter, Blake Griffin walk away from all the extra money that the Clippers could offer them in L.A. Like, I, I get that Chris Paul, I, I'm sure he wants to win. And as much as we have discussed and debated the merits or even the origins of super teams, I think we want to break the Clippers up. We, as in basketball fans, want to break the Clippers up more than they want to break up themselves. I'm not sure about that. Especially when it comes to the amount of money that they can be broken off by that organization. I would love to see Chris Paul go to San Antonio to form a legitimate threat to the Golden State Warriors. I would love to, if Gordon Hayward doesn't, I'd love to see Blake Griffin go to Boston to form a legitimate threat to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But with the edge and money, I just have a hard time. It's easy for us to say walk away from 50 mil. That's a lot lot of money. money. Enough money coupled with the bad breaks that the Clippers have experienced in terms of health. When you combine that money, that market, that management now with Jerry West, and the bad breaks that they've experienced, it's enough to convince a Chris Paul or Blake Griffin, you know what, we're right there. We just haven't had our time yet. Chris Paul doesn't strike me as the type of person to blow smoke. Um, And I guess the concern... If I'm a if I'm Clippers management, is that you're hearing these reports, and, and certainly you know you could put your your stock and input into the veracity of these reports, but I tend to believe that they're true. If you're hearing that he's really interested in those two other teams, I would be really concerned. That there's something I told you that my, my I've been one of these people as you know that wants to see the Clippers kind of break up because I feel like this group as it presently stands, has maximized. And I know the injuries yeah, have been the injury, there. Yeah. I got you. Right. But much like I told you before with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, that even though the injuries are not, uh, are, are not necessarily blame on anyone, mm-hmm. at some point when you're together with a group so long that you start to think that maybe, maybe this just wasn't Russell meant to be. is a bad example, but I'm going to let you cook. Go no, ahead. That's, not, no, the, that's no, not the same it, thing. It, it, that's it, not the same thing. Okay, look, you can say they got to it's the finals. The but it, but it's, it's similar in the sense that you, the longer you're with the same group of people and you can't get over a certain hump, regardless of why, you start thinking maybe, I, maybe a change of scenery. Well, you've been married for a long time. So, well, once in a while, you may decide to look. Doesn't mean you're cheating. Doesn't mean, you, doesn't, mean you move, doesn't mean you're moving on. Doesn't mean you're thinking about filing for divorce. Look, Chris Paul is a free agent. Maybe he wants to explore what's out there and actually go and visit Pop or go and see what it would be like. So actually Chris, so Chris have a Paul, conversation. So such Chris a thing Paul as this is having Kawhi. an emotional affair. He's having a, a DM relationship. But ultimately, it's cheaper <laughs> to keep her. 
Okay. Ultimately, like fifty million. That's that's a big. I would have a hard time take. believing that too, because it's not just about the fifty million. It's about the fact that his family is very happy, supposedly Correct. in Los Angeles. And down the road, there's this LeBron dude that who's to say what he's going to do in a year. But it's just interesting if you recall during all the the draft and all the, yep. the craziness, DeAndre Jordan's name just kind of floated on out there, that the Clippers were kicking some tires on right. some guys. Well, he can opt out after next year. So, so there's something to be saying for maybe breaking up before the whole thing blows up. All right, I guess that's our cue to move on. Sources have told our Mark Stein that Carmelo Anthony's camp is trying to engage the Knicks in buyout discussions, which presumably would pave the way for Melo to join his good buddy LeBron in Cleveland. But the situation is a little more complex than that. There's his estranged wife, Lala, and his 10-year-old son, Keon, to consider. Here's Lala earlier today on the Wendy Williams Show. Every day I see a different team, that's for sure. The most important thing with that is just to stay close to Cayenne. That's my priority. That's his priority. So wherever he ends up, of course, we want him to be happy. All right, my apologies, Cayenne. I said that wrong uh, leading into the sound there. Just off track, I finally got to see the first episode of Power. I'm so happy that Lala is back. I'm, I'm so happy that she's Boy, back. Spoiler alert, though. Oh, oh this, look, I mean, I if you didn't watch app. it, that's your fault. I know they got the stars app, back. and hey. I know it was, I mean, seriously, there's been a lot going on the last couple of nights. I didn't say what, what happened, rude, but, but, she, but she's back. And may I just say, that's just rude. since, uh, you know, all this has come out about it, she acknowledged also in this interview that her and, uh, her and Carmelo have been having some marital problems uh, that, you know, people know about. I mean, not that she ever wasn't, but she really has been taking it to another level. Like, she's been out there like, hey, I'm Lala, I'm gorgeous. Look what you're missing, Mello. Anywho, um, should the Knicks just go ahead and buy out Mello? So I just went to sipping when you. Got <laughs> I'm just saying. The only thing That's I why hate. you writing Happy Birthday. The only on thing I hate. Only thing I hate wasting more than money is time. And if you're the Knicks, instead of signing a prenup, going relationship-wise, you gave him this no-trade clause. He holds all, with an eight million dollar trade kicker involved. Mm-hmm. He holds all the cards all the leverage as it relates to negotiation. So you can sit there and at 33 years old say, okay, we don't want to pay him this $54 million that he's owed over the next owed over the next two years. You can do that. You can cut off your nose to spite your face. But ultimately, you're going to just continue this melodrama. So if somewhere buried deep down inside James Dolan and Phil Jackson, they really want to operate and run a some semblance of a functional franchise, you got to let this dude go. You just got to let him go. And functional in the same I said, sentence. deep down <laughs> in both of those parties, if they want to run some semblance of a functional franchise, they have got to let him go. And he is not going to go anywhere he doesn't want to for a variety of reasons. Right. Both pride and, more important, Personal. parenting. Yes. yes. Mm, allow me to be petty for a moment. Not that I need to ask permission. So if I'm the Knicks and I'm already kind of used to a certain level of dysfunction, here you have Melo, who you stupidly gave all this leverage to, uh, as if we all can predict that at some point that you guys, well, look, before he re-signed that last deal, there was, everybody could kind of see this coming, that these two parties were going to get exhausted with each other. They weren't going to be able to maximize his best years, may have been already wasted dealing with this franchise, all right? We just got to be unhappy together. We just got to be unhappy because. I just told I, I, you not to cut off your nose to spite your face. I, I, so if, look, I, if we can't, if you can't look, be happy, nobody we'll can. We'll be war to, war to roses. Okay. That's what, that'll be us. Urinating in Pate. Urinating. We'll, we'll be on the chandelier together. All right. We both will suffer together. So there you go. Because that's the Knicks thing. That's, a, that's what the Knicks would do. All right, while Bulls executive VP John Paxson introduced new faces, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, and rookie 
Lowry. Lowry. It's Lowry marking it. Today, he also addressed an old familiar face, D-Wade. Wade has opted into his $23.8 million player option, but with Jimmy Butler traded to Minnesota in the Bulls in re- rebuild mode, Wade seems like the perfect candidate for a buyout. Well, here's Paxton addressing that. And as far as a buyout has not been broached, I, I will say this, that uh, in, in this type of scenario, we, it, it would have to benefit us. It would absolutely have to benefit us. Dwayne was a great pro last year, uh, and he, he's been around a lot of different situations. You know, he was in Miami when they, you know, had a couple of rebuilding years as well. So um, right now we're operating under the assumption that he'll be here. Uh, but like I said, if, if that subject is ever broached by, by them, then uh, it would have to be advantageous for us. That code for discount? These two need to buy. They need to break up. Yes. Yeah, they need to split up. Advantageous, as in cheaper than $24 million? Yeah. Advantageous would be letting him go as well. They just will not let this banana boat fantasy come true for all of us in Cleveland. Right. Because while Paul George and everybody or goes elsewhere. elsewhere, I'm looking at buyout market for Melo. And, thank you. Right on time. <laughs> Melo and Wade. Gabby, you can go too. Uh, all going to Cleveland, okay, and being old and maybe a little slow, but still formidable nonetheless once they go back to the finals uh, against the Warriors. But it's like if you're the Bulls and you claim to have wanted to jumpstart the rebuilding and have something of a direction, go young, go bad. Why would you have right. Dwayne Wade taking away minutes from young people or mm-hmm. making you competitive enough to not? This is a very Knicks thing to do. Let's compete enough to hurt our lottery odds or our draft ability. Get rid of Dwayne Wade, decline the team option on Rajon Rondo, and move on. Is this them being cheap? When he says advantageous, does he mean cheap? Because if if an unhappy, he's going to be professional. He's going to be professional. He's going to do his job. He'll mentor this, that, and the other. But an unhappy wage, you're telling me, is more advantageous than biting the bullet and buying him out? I don't know, especially given where D-Wade is in his career. I just don't, like you, I just don't see the value of having him stick around. And the worst thing that you can be in the NBA is just okay. Mm -hmm. As you said, they've already pulled the ripcord on this rebuild. Just go all the way with it. Do it expeditiously. Go ahead, give him a buyout, even if it's not advantageous to you. You were the one that gave him the player option, all right? So go ahead, buy him out. And again, just start over. Just start completely over. And while... There is that will not take away the stupidity of the Jimmy Butler trade. There is a direction, right? The direction is to be bad, have a new star, and kind of have a different kind of bullish regime. Take accelerating that direction, yeah, definitely. I win individual battle. I win individual battle. I got you. Ain't no I and team. It is the M.E., though. <laughs> There's the M.E. <laughs> All right, Mike Vicks here from San Jose, side of the American Flag Football League debut uh, tonight. So, Mike, T.O., Chad Ochocinco, who's got the most game at this point, and who's the better trash talker? I don't know who's the better trash talker. I got to let everybody else be the, the judge of that. But yesterday was very intense. They had me laughing all day. I mean, they both went back and forth with one another, and it was just hilarious. And I can't wait to see them again today. And they even lined up and guarded each other one-on-one. So, I mean, in terms of just trash talk, they both got a, got an edge on one another. Yeah, they uh, both never met words they didn't like. <laughs> um, while we're on the subject of wide receivers, though, who are the two wide receivers that you would have loved to have thrown to in your career? 
I would say Terrell Owens, because he's still a beast, and to go back to Mike's first question, like, Terrell still has game. Like, he still looks like he can play in the National Football League, and I'm just being honest. And Chad still got the quick feet, and that's what he was known for, and he still looked good as well. So I would say those two guys I would have loved to have on, you know, opposite ends and being able to – you know, put up some great numbers with those guys because I know I would have fed both of them. You don't mean that. No, no. They'd have gave you a headache. <laughs> yeah, so right. You want to be honest with both of them? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, because I would have tuned them out. Hands <laughs> right, down. Okay. It wouldn't have right. been an issue. So you got some, oh. uh, you got some, uh, some well-known people joining you for this venture. You got Jimmy Clausen is, is your, your counterpart at quarterback. You got Justin Forsett. Yeah. Jeff Garcia is doing the commentary. Dennis Dixon is your backup. Jonas Gray, Derek Hayden. Uh, yep. Derek Hagan, Steve Smith II. Uh, what's it like to have yep. this caliber of talent uh, participating in this project? It's great to have this type of talent. I think it makes it more competitive. If you seen the game yesterday, if you if you was around and had a chance to watch it, you would have seen it come third and fourth quarter. Things really got intense. You know, everybody really uh, was in the game and was gunning for those incentives that we have. And the, the main reason to play in the first and first and foremost to make it you know, look as professional as possible. And I think we did a great job of that. I think uh, the guys are very eager to get out here and play today. I'm excited about it, and I can't wait. What incentives? You said they were gunning for incentives. What, what incentives? Yeah, we had some casino incentives. It was all good. Oh, okay. Is that, that, Care to elaborate? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 man. We had our own wages. I mean, you know, we just did something to bring out the best in one another, and um, we didn't want to come out here and give a lackadaisical performance. We wanted to look good. We wanted to make it look okay. right. And we didn't want to waste each other's time. So we had a small wage on both sides. Yeah, no, it's cool. Look, there's no commissioner, no investigation. No, nobody's getting It's all good. All in yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, no commissioner, <laughs> investigation. You know, look, 40, 50 grand. It's all good. Whoa. <laughs> it's great cash, nice. homie. Um, but you look at the buzz with Ice Cube and AI, what they're doing with the big three. Uh, when you look at, at the American Flag Football League, you guys are getting getting started. What's the ceiling as you see it? Like, how big can this thing get? I think it can be as big as the the people involved wanted to be. Um, you know, obviously it's a, a step down from uh, the National Football League for a lot of players who've played, but we've lived that life. We know what the National Football League is about. We know it's the best game ever. And now this is a give. This will give guys another opportunity to just play the game and continue to play it's a fast-paced game it's seven on seven um it's flag it's a different dynamic but at the same time it's football and you get to continue to hone your skills shopping up if you if you're not done playing football you can continue your career so i think it's just a great opportunity for guys to you know continue to do what they like to do now you, you talked earlier about how to still got it Ocho Cinco still has it. Yeah. During the height of the Vic experience, man, you was I you, still got it. You, you still got it. Okay, you were out there running a four two. I still got it, man. I knew you that still was running coming. a four two. That's yeah. what that's what the wheels looking like. No, nah, no, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> okay, so what, what's your wheels it's looking like four, these days? It's high four five. It's a, it's a high four five. I mean, I haven't tested it out in years. I think it was since my last run in Pittsburgh uh, at the end of the game against the Chargers on Monday night, that was the last time I think I took off and burst. So um, that was probably about four or five times. And so, I, you know, I think, you know, if, if, if all else fails and I had to break out, you know, I can run away from most guys. All right. Well, uh, you, Still. Said, you said, and I believe you, you said a theme kind of among the players that are in your league is that they want to showcase uh, that they still have it and they want to further their career. I don't know if you saw Vince Young's yeah. uh, comments in Sports Illustrated. He talked uh, or he questioned rather some of the quarterbacks 
playing in today's game that have been able to get contracts, like Ryan Fitzpatrick, for example, who he put uh, on blast. When you see guys like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Blaine Gabbard, those guys getting contracts, how does that make you feel as someone who still has ability left and still, I think, as recently as last year, talked about wanting to play? Yeah, well, I, I still know I have ability left. I know I could, could have continued to pursue, pursue the game and continue to play as long as I wanted to if that's what my heart was. And I think it's all in where your heart lies. Um, playing 13 years, I feel like I had my fix. I, I enjoyed the game. I, I accomplished a lot more than I ever thought I would accomplish and I have a great appreciation for the game. And I think, you know, guys like Vince has a sense uh, to take nothing away from You know, he only played, you know, five or six years, so maybe he still has that edge to play and, you know, when you get to 13 years, you know, it's a different it's a different feel. It's a different tone. And you have to really bring it. Um, and, and when you're still fairly young, you still got the energy, and I can understand where Vince is coming from. So, you know, he, he just has to continue to push, and maybe he'll get a shot one day. Well, if you're giving out shots, man, like if you need like a, a fifth string or something like that or just like a warm-up. Like arm, way, way down I, the depth I, chart. I got you. It's two Mississippi, right? <laughs> I, think I looked at the rules. Way, way down. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's two Mississippi, right? Four seconds before we got across the line. I studied the rules and everything. Man, just let dudes, me know. Man, we, listen, we got to work on these rules out here, man. They're rushing. They're coming fast. I'm going to tighten them up today, but we're going to be all right out here. You'll be able to play in this league, Mike. Trust me. I'm going to make sure you're good. As long as I ain't got to run. All good. Let's do it. I don't know why you lying to him like that. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I'm not going to be putting 40, 50 grand on it like that, but, you know, I'll put something on it. All right, Mike. Yeah, congratulations. Come some of this money, man. All right, congratulations, man. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to seeing what you guys do out right. there. We all need friends that go as hard for you as Ennis Cantor goes for Russell Westbrook. But meantime, here's Kevin Durant. Former friend. Yeah, former friend. <laughs> congratulating everybody who won awards last night, including Russell Westbrook, saying he was like a creative player on 2K. And then you have Michael Jordan, Jordan Brand, to Russ saying, I got my first award before my first ring. And this is what I was saying. Get you a friend that goes as hard for you as Ennis goes for Russ. He was trolling Harden with a photo of Russ Duncan on him and seemed to be trolling KD with this caption, although I'm sure KD is just fine with his finals MVP and his ring. But Russ started the show last night. My parents, man, you guys did any and everything to make sure me and my brother had anything we wanted. I, I told myself I wasn't going to cry, but... <laughs> uh, I can't say thank you enough. Uh, you guys sacrificed everything you, you've done um, in your life. It's just so amazing. I, I couldn't be able to do none of this without you guys. Um, I'm just thankful to have you guys in my corner, so love you guys. The Russian speech give you all the feels, as they say. It did. I'm not, the, the, I'm not one to judge whether or not a player is a good or a bad person based off how they interact with the media. I know a lot of people do. And I think because of Russ's demeanor at times when the cameras have been on that people, I, th- I think they had him perceived as being a jerk, right? Um, and seeing this side of Russ, I, it just really, it warmed my heart just because, you know, I knew, I know he's not that one dimensional. And I know, look, we're the media. We get on people's nerves. It's just the nature of what we do when we interact with athletes. But to see, us, to see him let us in, in a different way, I thought was really special. I mean, what he said about his parents, his wife, his brother. 
uh, it was kind of a different side that you're not used to seeing with him. I mean, he even joked about about when he thanked the media, who he's often at at, at odds with. And I, I think this is one of the treats about these MVP um, speeches. We, yeah. we saw that with Kevin Durant. Uh, and, and you get a, a kind of a different picture of guys or you, you see them at a, their most vulnerable moment because this is a testament to what that award means. But see, I guess it goes back to, like, well, whose fault is that? Because, again, if you read about Russell Westbrook, if you study Russell Westbrook, if you uh, follow him on social media, Snapchat in particular, you see that there's a lot more to him mm-hmm. than just this pit bull on the basketball court. So is this different side not necessarily something that, that's not there, but something that we won't allow ourselves to process simultaneously. Like, had, had too many people already... See, the, the best part about him winning MVP, which is surprisingly not as close a vote as the debate all season would have suggested it would have been, but the best part about him winning MVP is the amount of people that he won over in a short time. And I love the ads that, that Jordan Brand put out, uh, Samsung, I think, put out another one about all the things that have been said about him. Because, you, you know, and I'm not, not to pick on you, but you and I have spent years, years going at each other over Russell Westbrook. He has been polarizing. He has been somebody uh, that brings out extreme opinions, especially when he was running with Kevin Durant. When Kevin Durant decided to leave for Golden State, so many people pointed the finger at Russ and said, you're the reason why he's not there. And then you see, and now so many people last night, instead of pointing the finger, were applauding him. And that was refreshing. And what we saw last night, him calling up his teammates him talking about his brother and his parents, naming everybody on the staff. It was very telling that he started his speech thanking the chefs and thanking the, the because you know what's the, important the, to him, not well known person. You know what's important to him, and I don't mean to suggest that it's not or, or that much less important to say Kevin Durant. You know what's important to him, loyalty, and that's why we talked about yesterday whether or not he was a lock to sign this contract, or Thunder fans should be worried about the possibility of this MVP speech a couple of years later being met with you know an announcement that he's leaving for somewhere else. This guy is extremely loyal, and the people that's down for him from day one, he's not looking to turn his back on them day two. Like, so I, I don't think he's going to be brand new now that he's got MVP or impatient or mm-hmm. eyes for L.A. I think he trusts Sam Presti, who Royce Young's articles looks like Sam Presti's got some stuff up his sleeve in terms of acquiring some veterans. He trusts Sam Presti, and say what you want about his supporting cast or lack thereof, he loves those guys. And they now, love him. So that's why I, it is not surprising to read Royce write that everybody's expecting him at 12.01 to sign that Supermax deal. Not to mention, it is a Supermax deal. He'd be the highest-paid player ever. So, beautiful all the way around. Uh, now, his expe- acceptance speech was one of many memorable moments from last night's NBA Awards show. Here's another one involving Bill Russell, who sent a message to some of the other centers, uh, some of the best ones to ever play. He was a real MVP. <laughs> Where did they find all these tall people? <laughs> Thank you. I would kick your ass. (laughs) I bet Bill Steele has old man strength, right? He would have done it. Uh, But it was a great night for the NBA. You know, Malcolm Brogdon there had a phenomenal speech when he accepted his Rookie of the Year award. Dirk Nowitzki, you see there, uh, Mike D'Antoni receiving Coach of the Year again. It was just a fun night. Um, I know you were a little meh on the NBA awards, Mike. Especially because they were held so long days after, after the regular season, season concluded. Yeah. But admit it, last night was kind of better than you expected. I have no reluctance in, in admitting. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was it was a first time out. Can I be a, like a grammar nerd for a second? Sure. Stop saying first annual. 
Like, I, I just, I just I, every time they say first <laughs> annual, I'm like, ah, it's no such thing. But anyway, uh, no, it's the first of many. Okay. It's the first of many. And I, I know so. I know. a couple of years ago, the Players Association dabbled. Draymond, what? you know, you can do what you want. You, been, you work for that defensive player of the <laughs> you year. You can wear shorts. You earned it. That's what you, you a call champ. Uh, you can do what you please. You do what you want when you pop Professional up top party on the box. That's, you know, that <laughs> Well-earned defensive player of the year. I really was happy for him. He's wanted that for a couple of years and, and been right in the running. But, no, I was saying a couple of years ago, the Players Association, you know, they tried to uh, have a, a players-only award to, counter, to counteract or combat the media having control over it. This was like a mix mm-hmm. in terms of having a celebrity element with Drake and, and, and Roz. really funny. And who brought Roz, Roz Golden Woody with him. And he, that's a hell of a come-up. And I'm not talking about Roz. I'm talking about Drake. That's a come-up for Drake <laughs> to be bringing said, Roz. Now, Roz, what, what, Roz it's a work said, over a meal, I'm just happy for Drake. They are just... Friends, Mike. No, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm not starting the room. I'm saying good yes. for Drake. Sure, Ross. I'm saying Just good friends. for Drake. Get out their business. Oh, sorry. Get out there, get, I just anyway. want to be invited, you know, along. Double date. Let's double date, Ross. Point being, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> when you combine a celebrity element, I know. Uh, you know, you got James Harden. I just want to be transfixed by anything in life as much as he was transfixed by Nick, Nicki Minaj. You had all of this going on. And even though LeBron and KD and, and, and Giannis and, and, and Kawhi weren't there, the people who were there represented well. And, I, and you know, you, anytime you got the TNT guys involved, yeah. you know it's going to be top notch. And even though the award felt somewhat anticlimactic, we just talked about Russ's speech. It was worth the wait. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. And let me tell you something. Seeing Bill Russell drop that ether on his, uh, his fellow all-time great centers and Monty Williams deliver the word oh, that he delivered, getting a Sager Strong Award, Emotions that all made the show worth it. It was an excellent show. Bravo to all people involved. It was just the beginning. They can do this every year. I still would like to see it closer to the regular season, but I don't. maybe you can't get this many people right after the regular season, well, that, uh, especially with the playoffs. And I also think... And, and, and again, I don't know if this was the reason they did it, but I also think it's a great strategy because the NBA has owned the offseason so far, right? Every five minutes of getting and bombed. What, bombs. what would happen is when they, the way they used to pre- present the awards, while you know when they would go to that player's home court right. during the playoffs, right. or have some ceremony, yeah. it, it was it was a good moment for the fans who could share in it with him, but it wasn't necessarily necessarily distinct and yeah. special, right? Yeah. But at least in this setting, you have it's turned into an event. And the red carpet after was awesome free agency there. and the draft or the start of free agency, which begins July 1st, yep. you have the draft. Then you have this yeah. and then you have free agency. That's how you own the offseason. Get these oh. jokes off. Start with Taylor Swift. Uh, Russell, it's Taylor. Remember, I was the one who taught you how to play basketball. I, I was the one who taught you to dribble, to shoot hoops, you know. And I remember the first time you beat me at basketball, and I, I was very upset. And you said, if you remember correctly, you said, you just have to shake it off. And I got an idea. So essentially, we have each other to thank for these careers. Uh, obviously, Russ is a big Taylor Swift fan. He posted some IG videos, sings along to her song. Everybody loves Russ nowadays. Mm-hmm. I feel it to be on Team Zero, Agent Zero Chill now, you know? And when you say that, like... You know, you were there first, Mike. I, well, some of us was on the ground floor, Taylor. You know, the same. <laughs> I was waiting for this credit? day. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like the deadpan delivery. I, I, I enjoyed did. the video. She did I that very it. well. Oh, and uh, yeah, having now. heard him I, following Russ on, uh, Russ on Snapchat and hearing this thing, and he's, he's actually not bad. So that's Lee Top Landing. Uh, he's a huge Dolphins fan from England. He got married while wearing a Dolphins helmet, had a replica of him getting married while wearing a Dolphins helmet on top of his wedding cake. 
He planned a trip to Tampa, you see, to see the Bucks game, but his flight got canceled. Instead, went to see a Dolphins game. He's been a fan ever since. I just want to know how these cats, whether it's the Packers fan we talked to the other day or people wearing helmets for their wedding, how do they keep outkicking their coverage and getting these awesome women that allow them to do this stuff? And this is also what happens when the NFL keeps sending bad to mediocre teams over to England. <laughs> create fits. Well, he was coming here, though. This is uh, Marcus Stevens of Alabama. Didn't have his finest moment last week. He stole a golf cart valued at $4,500 from SunTrust Park in Atlanta following a Braves game. Crashed the cart into a metal pole and then tried to run away, but was apprehended by Cobb County Sheriff's. Gotta hear both sides, Mike. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm totally kidding. But I mean, like, you stole a golf cart. Like, they don't go that fast. Did he think he was gonna outrun the police? Maybe so. All right, get, get your man's Bill Belichick and his girlfriend, Linda Holiday. So lovely. Some blue steel going on there. Here on the cover of Nantucket Magazine. I'm sure you have a subscription. I will now. Bill the Romantic. That's a different I feel like look. Hoodie Bill, man. That's a different look. I feel like Hoodie Bill. I'm impressed. Long walks. As an old special teams coach, you know he out his coverage too. We all did, Bill. We all did. <laughs> Ball family the kicking it on Raw Bill last night. Boy, you better stay in your lane. Or what, Lavar? Or the honey's on, and you to pray. You want that belt? Hey. Oh, boy, you making me shoot. Okay. Oh, put your clothes back on, fuck, man. You ain't the only man holding Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, is Ambrose the voice of reason? I think we got to stop fighting him. <laughs> we might have to stop fighting him. We might just have to stop fighting him. What do you mean? But first of all, this is a match made in heaven. LeVar Ball. He's, been, he's long been a heel. And long a, been a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, uh, well, I know he's still very polarizing, but I think this won some folks over. A lot of people watch. A lot of people watch. And he's funny. I mean, it, look, when you boil it down. When you don't take him very you seriously. Take him seriously, you can laugh at him all day. Exactly. Look at this guy. That's, how, that's our secret. We're going to take ourselves seriously. That may or may not be a good thing, but it's gotten this far. <laughs> I know I, I don't take you seriously. Be curious about that. No, we're really hard. <laughs> Bobby Baez. Yeah, that uh, which web gym do you like better, the one in the third or the one in the eighth? Oh, that's my favorite. That's your favorite. It looked like he almost like busted. No, I think it's the one in the eighth because look at the distance. Brownie cover. That yeah. he has to run yep. to snag this fly ball. That's amazing. And to have the body control to slide. Yeah. You know, I mean, between the two, I think the degree of difficulty is definitely with the second one. Sure. All right. NFL oh, Network, man. they released their list of 100 players, uh, the top 100 players, excuse me, of 2017. Tom Brady was number one. Steaming hot take. It is impossible to answer this question about who the best player in the NFL is. Is he one of the best? Sure. Yeah. Is he better than Von Miller, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Khalil Mack, who all... I look at it as how much five. better are you than the next person at your position. Exactly. Where is Kirk Cousins on this list? Don't you heard do Diana Rossini? Oh, Diana Rossini said there's not a number that could make him happy <laughs> in Washington. Yo, there's a number. We all got a number. We'll discuss it another day. Not a lot of people <laughs> got tens, as I recall, at last year's slam dunk contest in New Orleans, which is why it's good news that Bulls guard Zach Levine said today he still got some dunks and tri- tricks left in him. Not done with the dunk contest, despite undergoing surgery to repair a torn ACL in February. Wonderful news. I'd like to dunk see a contest rematch. Was whack last year. Uh, him and Aaron Gordon. I'd like to see that actually go down, but, you know, hopefully it'll just well, be better in general. Important. 
All right, so yesterday we highlighted Zeke Elliott. Today, Carolyn Wozniacki, who is also a cover athlete in the latest ESPN body issue. I just want one of those abs. Just one. Well, we call her a day, tell people we had a good day. All right. Serena Williams, she had a good day, and not because she was clapping back at John McEnroe, who still won't back down from what he said. Uh, she's gracing the cover here of Vanity Fair, looking as beautiful and graceful as ever. Nothing so more congratulations. Than a woman with child. Hey, shout out to Cowboys rookie defensive end Taco Charlton. Endorsement deal. The Tex-Mex chain Taco Bueno announced good on Taco Tuesday. Present business, tacos for everybody. More Sports Center next with our man Michael E. See you tomorrow.